0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Golf, the post-apocalypse, I mean, post-British Open edition. Uh, Jeff Erickson here with uh, Scott Jinstad and Jeff Ritter. From Morning Read slash SI Golf, gentlemen, good job last week. Jenstad, you nailed Colin Morikawa. Jeff, you nailed uh, J- Jordan Spieth. It's a good week. I-, I just sat in a convention in a hallway in Vegas and just watched <laughs> the brilliance. <laughs> Hopefully, you placed a few tickets while you were in Vegas. Oh, I'm such um, a dumbass. No, I didn't. I was oh, so, oh. I-, I was gonna put one on uh, Morikawa too, but I don't get credit I'm- for the gonna.
2: I'm almost personally offended that you were in Vegas. I was that adamant, and you didn't go run to the down to the counter. I'm mean, there's some level of uh, insult there that uh, that I need to take.
1: Yeah, you should. Uh, and <laughs> it's no, it's normally it, you should be insulted by me, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> I had I, mean, I had
3: one ticket. I, I I placed a few DraftKings games last week, and I had one just just for the fun of it. I threw Genstead uh, and my our two picks on one ticket. I did the Spieth-Lew, uh Spieth Morikawa combo. And I stupidly put it on a a game where it was just a double up game for five bucks. And now oh, no. for $5 entry. So I was like, this is my best ticket. I had a few others that did well, but I, this was one where I was like 25th place out of however many tens Ugh. of thousands of people. I was like, this would be very exciting to win five dollars <laughs> if I was in seventh grade, but it's not. Right. That was that was like a lineup that I would have loved to have moved uh, anywhere else. I'm never, I'm never going to play the double up games again on, on DraftKings. That one just slipped right through, and I didn't realize it until it was too late. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was
2: tell- I was telling Jeff Erickson when we were doing the baseball podcast. I don't think we're going to see Morikawa over thirty to one in a major for many many years. It's not. It ain't, it ain't coming again.
1: Yeah, it isn't, um, and uh, it's too bad. In my heart, we'll be hard pressed to find him less than 31 to on any tournament. I would guess.
2: I I think so too. I think that uh, though I think those days are gone for a little bit unless he has some sort of slump. But it's just eight majors, two wins, three other top tens, and he's just one of those guys that when he gets there, he actually closes the door and, and can win. I mean, he played really well on
1: Sunday. He sure did. He sure yeah. did. And you know, it, we've had a really awesome stretch of majors. I mean, yeah, you think about it. We had Rom get his first. We had Morikawa get a second and brilliance uh, over the weekend, uh, starting on Friday, and he was even good on Thursday. But uh, we've we've had Phil, who he's not at the top of his game by any means, but he's obviously capable of winning a major yeah. and uh, brand name and all that. And then Hideki get breaking through, yeah. which was also a really fun story. Maybe not the same star power as the other guys, but still a very fun story. And you know we've had really good, good majors lately. And you and- go back to Bryson uh, last year and. Morikawa in San Francisco last year. And we had some really good ones. We
2: had had seven majors in 12 months. It's been really, really fun.
3: We've been spoiled. Now we've got to wait a while for the next one, but uh, it has been a fun, uh, Fun and crowded golf sprint, really uh, yeah. post COVID. So,
1: but you don't treat the FedEx Cup playoffs with the same sort of reverence as you do these majors, like the PGA Tour does, though. That's the problem, guys. But uh, and it's okay. Uh, <laughs> let's jump right into the pageantry that is the three M Open. Um, it could have been a horrible field. It's not that horrible. It's actually okay. Yeah. Surprisingly,
3: there's a little, there's some star power at the top of this thing. I was expecting a wasteland, you know, when I went to kind of check it out uh, on Monday afternoon, but uh, not bad. You got DJ, you got (laughs) Louie licking his wounds and flying over to Minnesota uh, to, you know, try to maybe figure it out. Uh, Patrick Reed, Fina, I mean, there's some guys that are at the top that are that are interesting. And frankly, I'm surprised as many of them are are in this one as as have entered. So,
1: right.
2: Yeah. It's not, it's not deep, but I was surprised too by the, the, by the the top like eight or 10 names. We actually got some intrigue here. And I think that it really makes it fun because all these guys we may like in the middle get pushed down the odds too. If, you know, if DJ and Louie and Tony weren't there, all of a sudden, all these guys are 25 to one. So we get some, some 60 to ones on some guys that I really like. So it's really key. Those big guys are there to, to
1: help out with value for sure. Let's let's jump right into it. Hit the top tier Go, as always. Going by DraftKings prices, four guys in five digits this week instead of the usual five. But DJ's at eleven three. He's always the top price guy, even with the lack of big time results this year. Louis at ten nine. Tony Fee now at ten seven. And Patrick Reed finally getting the respect this man deserves at ten three. What do you like in these this group, Jeff Ritter? Say you. I, I, it's tempting to pick one of these, you know, cause I mean, like Scott said,
3: a lot of, there's a lot of value pushed down, but I still think, um, there's just enough star power here where I think it's smart to pick one, uh, Louie from narrative street is the most compelling story of just how does he pull himself together? Uh, statistically, he profiles really well for this course. Uh, Michael Thompson, defending champion, he's kind of – he's a really a putting machine. That's how he makes his money on tour, and that's how he won this thing last, last time it was staged. So uh, Louis leads the tour in putting. So, you know, even without the scar tissue, uh, you know, of last weekend, you might say he'd be one of your favorites. So it's really just what does he have left after such an emotional, you know, right. and exhausting weekend – uh, so I would, having said that DJ is tempting because he got so much, you know, he finished so strong, uh, over at the open, but I actually, out of this group, I like Patrick Reed the most, even though he missed the cut at the open. Um, he comes over a little more fresh. I think his, you know, he's, he's kind of a putting and scrambling and just kind of shop making, uh, type of profile. And he's not afraid to go low. I guess that's the other thing is this, this will be, this is shaping up, you know, warm weekend in Minnesota, par 71 kind of stock course. There'll be a lot of birdies out there. So out of everybody, I would actually lean Reed uh, okay. with the DraftKings lineup.
1: Let me ask. Let's let me ask a narrative question for a narrative guide. Does Louis have a Sunday problem?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, just there's too many. It's too much of a trend now. And I don't know that it's even. You know, people make they made a big deal about him not winning on the PGA tour and so long. He has won other events around the world. It just hasn't necessarily connected for him the PGA tour, but. Uh, yeah, I mean there's just there's something different that happens with him on the Sundays at a major, and he's he's played just incredibly well to lead the thing after three rounds. but things are just different for him on yeah. Sundays. So he doesn't
1: collapse. He doesn't like two thousand and nineteen Jordan Spieth it or anything. but you know he has faltered in clutch moments, you know, go back to the team tournament in New Orleans, right? had that push into the water in the playoff hole. and that that that's the sort of thing I think of there. I think this week is a really good opportunity for him.
3: Not not just to dust himself off, but to me, it just seems like he's a guy that needs to contend more on Sundays. Like we don't really hear from him a lot, uh, except in these majors. And so, right, maybe going out and winning the three M Open this week would do a lot for him. The next time he's you know at the top of leaderboard on Sunday at a big tournament, because he's just not really in contention a lot otherwise you know the whole thing is is new and you know the heart rate and all those all those feelings that you you know you experience under the gun uh and it's a really good opportunity for him this week but certainly it wouldn't be shocking if he's just exhausted and and misses
1: the cut at the same time just given everything that happened last week scott you've been waiting patiently what you want to weigh in on (laughs) louie or anything uh in this tier uh, just in the tier, I mean, the
2: Louis problem is tough. I mean, you, I think you said what I was going to say, that he doesn't really collapse. I mean, Morikawa went and won that tournament. Uh, Rom, you know, birding 17 and 18 at Tori won that tournament. And Louis birdied 18 and finished a stroke back. But we're talking this week. Um, I, I agree with Jeff that I think you want one guy from this tier. There are a lot of guys in the 7,000s that I like, so I think I'm going to take one guy up here and get him in. Uh, my guy this week is going to be DJ. I just think this is a good course. I mean, he's a bomber's course. He's going to hit the ball far. I think he lines up well here. Hasn't played his best, but like we say that, it's kind of like when we talk about Rory not playing his best, but he's still top twenty-five last four weeks, coming off a top ten at the at the at the British. Um, I think this is a, a really good setup for him. I, the key to him is whether he's motivated. I assume once he tees it up and he's there, he's going to be motivated. I mean, maybe he starts slowly and doesn't really try and get back into it, but I think that uh, I think that him showing up he's uh, going to want to be motivated, want to play. Last year he had to withdraw from this event, so maybe that helps him a little bit too. Maybe he he feels like he wants uh, some redemption here. Um, I think it's eleven three. I can fit him in this week and he's gonna be my guy at the top
1: it's got a little bit of palmetto feel to this here you know where he you know compared to the rest of the field he, he's he's yeah. a pretty big name and he
2: Man. should have probably should have won that tournament on sunday but he's kind of yeah, we're not gonna down, the, yeah down the back nine i know i know you have some some issues there because dj's on your fancy team but yeah it feels very much like that to me and i think uh, of the guys at the top i i think i worry a little bit about louis the a little bit of hangover and coming back over and just it's been a, it's been a, it's been a really weird, uh, you know, month and a half for him of doing really, really well, but not getting it done. I, I think I'm going DJ up here.
1: Do either of you have a word to say about Mister Fee now? We're waiting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've reached the point where I'm going to be too late rather than too early. Uh, I, uh,
2: I love Tony Fee now, but I'm not going to bet him. I'm not going to bet him. It's going to be at big events where he's like thirty-five to one, not weeks where he's. 14 to one when he's, he doesn't
1: win. Fair. I just,
2: and he played really well at the open. He just plays well at majors, but he missed two cuts before that. I just don't think, I don't think the forums there. And I think the price and the, and the, and the betting value is just not there this week.
1: I'd agree with that. Let's move on to the next tier. Sergio Garcia at 99, Matt Wolf, Matthew Wolf at 97, Cameron Tringali at 9,500. You know, it's kind of an off brand tournament when he's that expensive. Emiliano Grio plays well at the British, but not when we want him to play well at 93, Cam Davis, 92, Bubba Watson, 91, and Bobby Mack at 9,000. Scott, we'll start with you. Who do you like in this tier? Yeah, it's a tough, uh, tough tier. I think a
2: lot of people like Sergio this week. A lot of people like Matthew Wolf. Uh, I'm going to drop down to the guy that I'm actually picking to win this week at 9100. Bubba Watson. Um, I like the that. I like the form. I like the fact that uh, you know he didn't uh, didn't go to the British Open because he had that. I think he had the contract tracing with COVID and you know had to go into the protocols, but played really well at Rocket Mortgage. And what I like was the shot gains approach there. Five point three gain there, really good tee to green. You go back a week before that, uh, or tournament before that, to Travelers. Uh, he gained five over five shots T D green. I think this is a good course for him. Bomber's course. You want to get hits it far. Um, you know, you worry about a little about the water. It's funny. We talked about this being a birdie fest in bomber's course, but there are like 27 bodies of water or something on the course. And there's a lot of double bogeys, but uh, I like the way Bubba's playing right now. I like the week off. Um, I like him at 9,100 more than the guys that are priced above. him.
3: Okay. Well, I put a little star by Bubba's name uh, nice. just as I as I fill out my lineup. So I, since you did hit Morakawa last week, I got to get you know got to ride the hot hand. So uh, I had I Grilo is starting to put it together. I mean we kind of we, we started watching him a bit on the podcast this summer. Uh, quietly, twelfth place at the Open. Uh, just a guy that just suddenly appears on the rise. Good all around game. Uh, I flagged him, and I agree with you. I think Sergio will be very popular out of this tier. Uh, but Bubba, Bubba is very interesting, and so I think uh, Scott has talked me into it. I'd I, I Greelo circled, but Bubba—that's uh, a compelling
1: case. How do you
2: guys feel about Bobby Matt coming off the really good uh, performance at uh, at Royal St. George's?
1: I mean, you know, we—I'm I, I, impressed. I like his—I like his game. I know that. Uh, you know, did he play in Scotland the week before? You know, I'm looking. I, I, I don't know if I have that information, but. I don't if he. I don't want to have anyone that's played that played three weeks in a row. Like, especially, I don't want anyone that did like quad. You know, did did uh, Iowa, then jumped over to uh, jumped over to Great Britain, and then came back. And so that rules out a couple of players for me in this. Like Dylan Fortelli I'm not going to touch, even though he you know obviously had a great tournament. But um, McIntyre finished 18th at the Scottish Open. So this is three weeks in a row, and it's a lot of traveling uh that, that that might be a red flag for me but that that's totally narrative based though too
2: very very odd he's playing this tournament I mean, he qualified based on how well he did in the open championship and then decided to play i think it was it just seemed odd for a guy like that to come over and play this event but you know maybe he uh he surely played well and i mean he made the cut on the number and then had a really good weekend he's uh he's an interesting uh rising guy right now but i think i i think i still go above on this range
1: Maybe it's just a, like a little bit of self-confidence. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm playing well. This Feeling is a chance it. for me to, to yeah. make some money. Uh, Got to make that paper. He's still uh, establishing himself in his career a little bit compared to some of these other guys. It's very true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like him. I kind of like him a little bit there. We'll see. I kind of talked myself into him. We'll see how that works out. That That's always usually great. Uh, let's move on to the next tier. Uh, Richard Fowler is at 89. Keegan Bradley, 88. Stuart Sink, 87. Patton Kazire, 86. Lucas Herbert, eighty-five; Maverick McNeil, eighty-four; Dylan Fratelli, eighty-three; Charles Swartzel at eighty-two; Luke List, eighty-one, and Gary Woodland creatures at eight thousand. Jeff Ritter, what do you think? Uh, I'm starting with Luke List
3: here. Uh, couple, couple straight uh, top five finishes. Uh, didn't have, didn't jump across the pond. So just kind of playing a playing a domestic schedule uh, fits the profile of a big hitter. Uh, And someone who can, uh, you know, play aggressively and maybe rack up some birdies. I like him as a value play here. I know you're expecting me to say Ricky Fowler, but I am not. I am in fact going with Luke List off of this tier. And I also find Schwartzel still to be interesting. Another guy that we have uh, propped up on this show from time to time this summer. Um, Schwartzel's interesting to me at that price.
2: It's an interesting range. I have I have Luke List highlighted too, just based on the back to back top fives and you know, gaining a gained a ton. Tita to Green and approach at Barbasol. Uh, he finished fourth. At John Deal before that I gained a gun a ton. Tita to Green too. He's a bomber. Uh, fits this course well. The other two guys in this range I do like that I'm thinking about. Uh, I think Keegan Bradley's interesting here. I know he missed the the cut at the at the British by a shot, so he, you know he got probably got an earlier flight back. But uh, he has missed three or four cuts. But you look at some of the some of the stats, hitting the ball really well, really good on approach in T.D. Green at Rocket Mortgage, really good on approach at Travelers. So he missed the cut, but just putted badly, kind of went back to old-school Keegan not being able to putt. But um, I think it's a nice little bounce-back spot for him here. I like uh, I like the play there. And then Lucas Herbert's interesting. And we talked about last week, Morikawa was a big win for me, but Lucas Herbert was a loss. I had him on a number of rosters. I had liked him at the price. He's up to 8,500 this week, but missed the cut last week, did not play well, went 70-73. But – you know he's really good. Four in a row before that, played really well in, in Europe. He was uh, he was fourth the Scottish Open, first at the one, the Irish Open, and then had a couple of good performances on the PGA Tour. So I think I'm going to look at him. I think he's probably my third in the group, though. I think it's it, it's Keegan and List, and then and probably drop down to Herbert, uh, maybe on a few rosters.
1: I kind of like Kazire a little bit. Um, I don't. It's maybe it's a feeling. I don't know. It's you know played well at Colonial earlier this year. Obviously, uh, you know John Deere he was 11th. Rocket Mortgage 25th, then he had a, kind of a walk in the wilderness. But prior to that, he had a couple of thirds. I, I, I He seems to me like the type of guy that if he gets hot, he's one of those gets hot, could string together a bunch of birdies type of guy. And then at a weaker field, I kind of like it as maybe an opportunity for him to strike.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's played well. I don't think – I have no problem with that. Uh, just uh, he's played back-to-back tournaments really well. I think that uh,
1: he's fine in that range. Okay. All right. So it wasn't over underwhelming silence. So at least it was a, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Reflective. It was
3: a reflective silence.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. Before we tackle the vast middle, let's uh, plug in a little spot from our appetizers at BlueWire.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Righty there. That's that's a couple of seconds there from Blue Wire. Thank you for that. uh Let's jump into the seven thousands here again. Too numerous to kind of go individually, so let's just go by halves. Seventy nine to seventy five hundred. Uh, Scott, you go first this time. Who do you like? Love. I love the seven thousands again this week. I like the
2: seven thousands last week. Some of them worked out really well. Some didn't, but I love it again. um If we're gonna go seventy five hundred above, there's three guys in this range that I will be playing on lineups. Uh, The first is not a surprise. Anybody knows that I love him. I love him a lot Is Johnny Vegas at 7,500. I love him on bombers courses. Um, He was 11th last tourney at tourney at John Deere gained five shots, gained an approach. Uh, He's made seven straight cuts, three top 11s last five weeks. The guy that's been like, Creeping up the leaderboard and showing up on Sundays in, co- in contention, which I really like, and I think he's a, a good course fit for him. Uh, another the two other guys here, uh, I like uh, Stanford Zone, Patrick Rogers, uh, fifth at Barbasol, gained four shots off the tee. Um, he gained he's gained off the tee in six straight weeks. Love that, and of course that uh, we want guys to hit the ball far. Gained huge on putting last week, which always scares me a little bit, but I, I like where his game is is rounding into form right now. And my third in this range, a guy we talked about three weeks ago as a sleeper and has kind of been climbing up the charts is is Mito Pereira, the guy off the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, Hit it really well the last two weeks. He finished fifth at Barbasol, kind of very hidden because everybody's watching the Open Championship. He gained 10.6 shots tee to green, 5.1 off the tee, 3.2 Three point two on approach. He was 34th at John Deere the week before. Gained really well on TD Green off the tee that week too. We saw the miscut. We saw the thirty fourth. We saw the fifth getting comfortable on the PGA Tour. Um, I like him to have a chance to uh, to maybe win this week.
3: Love it, Pereira. You you switched that. You locked that one in when when he earned his <laughs> battlefield promotion earlier this year. And yep. the progression is hard to ignore. And he still now he feels underpriced to me as someone who might be figuring it out. He was such a winner on the you know the minor league circuit. So. I circled him, and I agree. Johnny Vegas, to me, jumps out of this tier for all the reasons Scott said. He's a a power player, uh, aggressive player, but surprisingly consistent this year. That's the thing. We talk about a player with a power game who's you know kind of in that next tier or two down from the lead on the PGA Tour. Usually, that is associated with inconsistency, but he's actually a cut-making machine this year. He's got 12 of 13. So uh, I like Vegas a lot. I like him at 60 to 1. I like him at 7,500 on the DraftKings game. And um, it's tempting. I probably won't take him in one and done, but he's certainly worth – he has my full attention this week as uh, someone to do well on the on the weekend in Minnesota.
1: How about Hank Leviota? Really good recent form, 7,900. Easy to fit into a lineup. Yeah, good
3: putter. Uh, fits that profile uh, if you want to go the other side instead of the Bombers. Um yeah, he was another he was kind of my third behind Mito and, and Johnny was in fact LeBiota. So I like him a lot too. You can do it, you can make a pretty good lineup out of the seven thousands this week. Uh, grab one guy off the tens and there you go.
2: It's weird he's under 8,000 this week, considering how good he's been. But it's actually a fade for me this week. I think it's going to be very, very popular. And I just uh, I don't love the fact that his, I mean, he's three top 10s in a row, but it's all been putting-based. And maybe he stays hot with the putter and, and turns out great. But lost strokes off the tee three straight weeks, really hmm. riding that putter. I like to jump off guys who are riding the hot putter maybe a week, uh, sometimes a week too early. But uh, I, I hate it when I'm a week too late on those. Um, so 7800 I think he'll be very popular. And I'm actually off this week. So I'm, I'm kind of fading the chalk on that one.
1: How about Doug Gim? Seventy nine hundred. He's always seems to be like a trendy guy uh, when it comes. Hit to it! Gear, finally, hit it
2: really well last week. We loved him early on in the year. He's really gaining on approach and t- to green. He was gained seven point seven shots in approach at John Deere last time he played. Yeah, I mean if he can putt uh, putt well at all, and he can kind of keep that ball striking up, I think he's I think he's pretty live there. I like Pereira Rogers in Vegas a little more, but uh, Gim's definitely in my my roster mix consideration.
1: All right, all right. That's a lot of guys in the uh, first half of the seven thousands. Still a lot more to go in the second half here. Uh, Jeff Ritter, 7,000 to 7,400. Who do you like? Not as
3: excited about this part of the 7,000s. I really like the mid-range the mid range where we were. Um, Scott Stallings, uh, he's made a couple cuts in this event. It's third time it's been held at this course. Um, I'm trying to figure out why he withdrew um, from the Barbasol, just undisclosed. But um, maybe a value there. I guess maybe the other guy. Where'd he go? Oh, of course. I got to. Continue to plug Sep Straka. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for that. In that this has backdoor top 10 written all over it for Sep Straka. But I, I like, I think I would do, I would prioritize more Mito uh, and Johnny Vegas myself off this tier.
1: There, you know, Kucher and his doppelganger, uh, playing style of doppelganger, are within $200 of each other, too. So you got that going for you. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Austrian, uh, the
3: Austrian re- version, the Austrian yeah. remake uh, over <laughs> the original Matt Kucher this week. I, I don't know. Kucher seems a little bit lost in the wilderness this year. Um, so I, I would still, even though that's a very, very cheap price for a player of his track record, I'd, I'd still stay away.
1: I believe they should be paired together just to kind of <laughs> make it all really happen. Scott, what, what about you? Do you like anybody in this range?
2: I do. I, I'm like Jeff where I like the, the 7,500, 8,000 more, but there are a couple of guys down here. There's one I really, really like, and the first one I love is, is Kyle Stanley at 7,300. Um, made seven straight cuts, just hitting it great. He's putted terribly. I do get that. He's, he's he's lost strokes on putting like six weeks in a row, but you look at his ball striking, he's gained uh, T to green and approach six straight tournaments, and four of those he gained a lot too. Like He was among the elite in, in, in approach and T to green in those last things. I think he's just hitting the ball really well. If we get just an average putting week from him, I think we could be looking at a, a top fifteen, top twenty. I love guys like that that like just need that average putting week. Don't even need to putt great; just putt average. You do really well. Give me now at seventy three hundred, um, I, I love that price. My other guy down here I don't like as much, but just to mention, so you have some options down here. Um, Bo Hogue is playing really. Is it Hogue or Hag? I always mess that up. Anyone know? I don't know. I think it's I Bo. Know. I think it's Bo Hag. Actually, Bo Hogue sounds too uh, alliterative, really. But uh, Bo Hag, like Hog it does it, uh, 7100 finish 11 the barbasol actually lost strokes putting too so hit it really well gained 6.8 on approach gained 11 t to green hit it really well at rocket mortgage uh two tournaments ago too gained 6.2 on in that tournament he's gained approach and t to green in three straight tournaments made three straight cuts and at 7100 you know you gotta you gotta find something you like there and I, I think he's hitting the ball well enough that uh maybe he sticks out a little bit to me here i'll probably have him in some lineups.
1: All right, oh, let's go dumpster diving. If you want to do a Stars and Scrubs, anybody you like in the six thousands.
3: Yeah. Uh, I put uh, I keep keep Mitchell. You know he's up and down, all or nothing, yep. but he's got the power game. That uh, this could be and this could be an on week for him if you're going to take okay. a shot. And then I also circled. I've been watching Vincent Whaley as Scott has single handedly promoted his career uh, <laughs> through the Gaming Golf Podcast. That seems like a good price, especially in this type of field for a guy who's consistently. Making cuts and starting to you know pop up here and there in the top twenties or so, uh, those were the two guys I circled. But I, I would still prefer to do most of the roster from that seven thousand tier and not go below that unless I have to.
2: These guys always come with uh, you know a little warning. You're they're they're in the six thousands for a reason. But there's two guys down here that I think I'm going to delve into a little bit as I kind of build some lineups. The first is Kevin Tway. Right. He's finished uh, top ter- top top thirty last two weeks 23rd, and fourteenth. Um, some of that's been a little kind of a hot putter, but last week he gained uh, gained shot gains across the board on all the metrics: tee to green, off the tee, approach, around the green, and putting. Played really well last week at Barbasol. Uh, finished twenty six, so three state top twenties, maybe enough here to maybe get it me on him 6600 and the other guy is someone we talked about two weeks ago who made the cut, and he's down at 6,100, and ball striking really well. He has gained um, shot gains and approach uh, in, in four straight weeks. Three of those were among the elites, gained really, really well. Um, off the uh, tee to green, three straight weeks, too. Off the tee back-to-back back weeks is Michael Gellerman, 6,100. Um, he was really cheap two weeks ago. I played him. He made the cut. Kind of faded on the weekend. Last week, he did not make the cut. Putted really badly. I actually had a, I had a couple bets on him for a couple bucks at a really long price, but uh, putted really badly. But you give me Guy that's going to hit hit the ball that well off the tee, that well tee to green, that well in approach. Um, at sixty one hundred, you can really get guys in if you get someone down that low. I think he's at a really nice punt play this week.
1: Yeah, if you do, uh, if you do a couple of uh, like you know a, a, even two, you can yeah, you, you could. Could probably fit two five uh, five digit guys or Sergio yep. if you want. Uh, you know, otherwise where there's a will, there's a tway. I mean, there's a couple of different things you can do there. So, um, and, you know, I was just trying to find a way to force that in. For sure, I have no shame in doing so. It was,
3: yeah, you got it. You got it there. It yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Let's go on and uh, talk about our betting sheets here. Uh, Jeff, start with you.
3: Uh, Grillo 35 to one. Why not? A uh, player on the rise feels like maybe it's the time, uh, games coming together. Uh, I got to get odds on Reed. I didn't, I forgot to write that. that. Six, yeah, 16, 16, 16. I'll take, I'll take a shot there. And, uh, we are, Scott and I are aligned and confidently aligned on Johnny Vegas. So I'm, I'm putting him, I'm going to go all the way and 60 to one. Why not? Those are my all three right. spots.
1: All right, Scott, you you're, your, uh, betting account is flush with some of that sweet, <laughs> sweet Morikawa money. Are, are you going to just press it on the three M open? Uh, I am not pressing it, but I will have a number of bets this week. This is one of those weeks where I really like DJ,
2: but I'm not betting him. I'm not betting anyone in the golf tournament to win at seven to one. You know who knows we're going to get. I-, I love him in and so I think he'll be in contention, but seven to one, I'm not doing. One of those weeks where I'm going to bet more guys, but guys at longer odds. I'm not really taking anybody at the top of the board here. I think Finau and Reed's odds just a little too low for me. I'm going to start with Bubba Watson, thirty-five to one. We'll definitely have that bet in. I'm definitely. Li- I-, I really like that price. I think I'm going to drop down. And put a put a few bucks on five different guys that are 60 to, 60 to one and above. Johnny Vegas, 60 to one. Luke List, 65. Kyle Stanley, 70. Mito Pereira at 70. And Patrick Rogers at 80. I think those five guys, you're going to get a couple runners on Sunday. They're going to be in the mix on the front page of the leaderboard. It's hard to figure out which ones it's going to be. So I'm going to throw it down on those five guys. Hope that I get a couple of guys that are really live on Sunday uh, battling with Bubba at the top of the leaderboard.
1: All right. Very good. And And finally, one and done. Uh, let's go, Scott. I think you kind of already hinted at who you're going to go. But go ahead and say it for the record.
2: Yeah, I have him. Uh, I have him available. So I'm going to go, Bubba Watson this week. Uh, I've not. Uh, I've done well in betting this year. Not done well in one. I just been off. I had Patrick Cantley last week. Finally, finally used him. He missed the cut. Played Ugh. terribly. Um, you know, walking his grumpy ass around the course for two days. It was terrible. Um, but uh, Bubba Watson is going to be my one and done. I think he's got a really good shot to win this week. It's going to be a matter of uh, probably how well DJ plays and, you know, that and how well Louis plays. But uh, I like Bubba. Got him available, so I'm going to go there.
3: I've got Patrick Reed available, so I'm going to take it. But it is tempting. I, I think the, the the flags are out for beware. You know the off the off brand winner. Yeah. Um, I think Scott's strategy of of placing some smaller bets in that fifty to sixty to one range is very. Uh, I I think that's a tempting way to go. Because like as he said, you're going to have a few of those guys in the mix on Sunday. It would seem. Uh, but I'll go with the name brand one and done because I just need something good to happen in this one and done pool. My luck has also been miserable, so I'm going Patrick Reed.
2: Yeah, and it's nice if you if you don't bet a top guy, you know you can sprinkle a few more those, those those bottom guys in there. I just think I feel like I feel like you. I think it's gonna be a week where one of those guys is gonna end up winning this tournament. But uh, Jeff, who's your one and done?
1: So I, I've got both DJ and Louie available, but I'm like sitting around twentieth overall. Do I need to make? You know, the question is, do I want to go off brand and try to be unique from everybody else, or do I just go with who I think? Is just
2: what is, what is Louis like a uh, schedule probably look like the rest of the way? Does he come and play? He plays the FedEx cup, right? So he'll yeah, be, because
1: he's not doing the Olympics specifically yeah. for the FedEx cup. So I'm going to probably there's WGC there's a w, WGC, WGC
2: in two weeks. Right. So I just didn't know what his schedule is looking like. But yeah. He's still, I have him still available too. And I don't, he, he won't be high percentage because everybody used him last week. Right. was there, are, a lot of there like
1: week. 11 Louis last yeah, week? Yeah. I thought so too. That. Yeah. So no um, one, very few people haven't left probably. So I'm, I've got Louis in there right now is who I've got. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to hang the DJ for later. Uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that's my lean right now. Uh, that, if, if I go off brand, I'm going Bobby Mack though. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so, I do too.
3: I, did
2: too. I mean,
1: might. Have to do too. Now that you set it up, put
3: it out in the universe, you might regret not going that way. If, uh, you know,
2: if that, you that don't, is true. if you don't, if you don't do it, put five bucks on him to win. Yeah.
1: I might just do Bobby Mack. I, you know, I'm leaning in that direction now because I, there will be people using Louie there are people that haven't used him yet I'm pretty sure and then I can still use Louie later um, yeah Bobby max the pick I've changed it there you ah. go like uh, it yeah good good count thanks council yeah uh, yeah so and you guys, uh, you guys
2: you guys you guys are both lefties, so that works well
1: too yeah it does it does it does at that um, you are uh, what's uh What's the name of the the, the band that uh, the group of guys that uh, Ted Lasso used for Diamond Dogs? You guys are diamond my Diamond Dogs, dogs. Um, <laughs> there when it comes to one and done. So there you go. Ted Lasso comes back up on Friday. Super pumped for that. Uh, yeah, if you have,
2: if you, and nobody's watched season one of Ted Lasso, go do that. Uh, drop what you're doing. Go do that tonight.
1: Immediately, definitely. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Olympics are next week. We will not be uh podcasting next week, so you can uh do your own research for that if you want to find a way to play. But you know, it's you can bet we'll on that. Be,
2: we'll but, be we'll be rooting for Sung JM though.
1: Yeah, so that way he can be on tour a lot longer. Yep. Or Siwoo Kim for that matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Siwoo <laughs> Kim's up against it. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it's time for him. M at least has time. All right, that's going to conclude uh, the 3M open preview. Thanks for watching and listening. Have a great day.